This is Animals Voice podcast presented by the Ontario SPCA with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and uh, happy to be joined by Mary Pekarski, Department Coordinator with Shelter Health and Wellness with the Ontario SPCA. We actually met Mary not long ago, the first Meet the Staff segment. Uh, Mary, you were our guest. I sure was. Yes, and we got great feedback. Uh, So uh, we we thought we'd have you back and talk to you specifically about... Building insulated shelters for feral cats, and this is really cool. I'm glad to have you here to talk about this today because uh, I've seen volunteers building these. I've seen volunteers picking these up, and I just think it's a really, really neat initiative for the Ontario SPCA to be supporting. So, it sure is. so kudos to you for for coordinating all of this and running it. So uh, let's let's go backwards in case people missed your segment with Meet the Staff. Uh, how long have you been with the Ontario SPCA? I'm going on seven months now. Seven months, okay. So a relatively shorter amount of time. Yes. What brought you here? Um, I believe the OSPCA, um, their mission statement, um, I, I believe everything that they do is is crucial and beneficial to the animals. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very proud to be part of this team. Awesome. So feral cats are what we're talking about. Uh, what What are feral cats? Um, essentially, they are wild. Um, they're undomesticated, unsocialized um, cats that live in our community outside. Okay. And are these animals that are good to try to lure into your home and turn into house pets? Um, not necessarily, no. Um, if you're able to get them while they're kittens, um, they can be socialized and become domesticated family pets. Um, however, the longer they're out there being undomesticated and unsocialized, the harder they are and almost impossible to become right. family pets in the end. Now, do we have numerous programs that address feral cats and and feral cats that are out in the community? Yeah, we sure do. Um, We provide um, feral cat shelter, or feral cat traps um, to the caretakers to help um, support their TNR efforts, so the trap, neuter, and return. Um, And we also have a feral cat food bank um, that we can provide um, food for the caretakers to give to these these feral cats in the community. So people will call up and say, I've got 30 cats living in the ravine behind my house. Mm -hmm. I help care for them, can you do something to help? And that's when you're able to say, yes, we can provide you with some food? Yes. Yep. If they're in need, for sure, we can provide them with them. Great. So tell me a little bit more about the topic for today, which is which is building these insulated shelters. I really wasn't aware of this program, and I guess I shouldn't admit that, but uh, I, I walked into our new market shelter one day, and there were a group of volunteers here, and they were... It, they had turned the meeting room over there upside down and were building with these giant uh, containers. That's what I want to talk to you about. You yeah. need to explain this process. So tell For us sure. a little bit about these feral cat shelters. Um, so essentially the shelters are built from Rubbermaid totes um, and we insulate them with Durafoam and uh, fill them with straw and uh, send them out on their happy way into the community. So is, is this so that the animals are kept warmer mm-hmm. and safer during yes. inclement weather? I mean, exactly. we're having a brutal winter, right? Yes, it's to protect them from the elements. Okay. And the Ontario SPCA started this program to help take better care of these animals, uh, help the caregivers? What what was the real objective when you sat down and, and started this program? Right, right. Um, so essentially these these shelters are critical and they're, they play a crucial part um, in, in keeping these cats safe and warm and um, helping their survival. 
during the winter as well. Okay, when we come back from this short break, I'm going to ask you about some of the materials that are needed to build these shelters. Is that all right? Sure. All right, we'll be right back. Pet overpopulation is at crisis levels across Ontario. You can make a difference by having your pet spayed or neutered. To learn more about the importance of fixing your pet, visit fixyourpet.ca. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm talking to Mary Pokarski, who is our department coordinator, shelter health and wellness. Uh, We're talking about these insulated shelters for feral cats. Um, And just quickly, I want to address the numbers because you and I were talking earlier and you shared a figure with me that it just is is astonishing. Um, Are you aware or can you share the stats around the feral cat community in the GTA alone? Yes, actually the number is quite unbelievable, Um, but it is estimated that approximately 100,000 feral cats live within the community of the GTA alone. That's unbelievable. It really is. 100,000 feral cats. Yes. Well, and we're grateful, therefore, that there are people that step up and and are helping care for these animals because obviously a concrete jungle like Toronto, not a simple place for feral cats to find food, find shelter and, and safety. That's right. Um, so it's great that people within the community want to step up and be a part of this. And that's where building these insulated shelters for these cats comes into play. Um, we need materials. I mean, when I walked into the Newmarket shelter and saw these being built, I couldn't believe the things spread out all over the room. Can you talk a little bit about the supplies that are used to make these shelters? Sure. Um, So essentially the shelters are built from Rubbermaid totes and then we use Durafoam um, to insulate the inside and we stuff them with straw. Basically send them on their happy way out into the community. Okay, so with those materials inside, is it the animals body temperature that helps create warmth in there and keep the warmth in? It sure is, yes. Okay. And the straw is for comfort? Comfort and and shelter, yeah. Okay, neat. Uh, Who builds these? I Um, mean, I know I saw some people, some volunteers (laughs) building them, but is this a volunteer engagement initiative? It sure is, yes. We definitely um, rely on our volunteers to to help us get these shelters out. Um, They are a bit time-consuming to make, so um, the more volunteer action we have, the more we can get out and and provide for our um, feral cat caretakers. Now, we look to the community... To help us with these obviously so if we have listeners right now to the broadcast who would like to get involved and help build them what can they do yeah for sure they can contact me and pokarski at ospca.on.ca i'm going to spell that just in case people sure. are sure so it's emma pokarski p-e-c-a-r-s-k-i that's right at ospca.on.ca absolutely okay great so they can email you and that's how they can get involved and maybe yep. registered for the next time we're having absolutely. a group of people get together yes. to build yes. these the more the merrier so feral cat caretakers, if they're interested in ordering these, uh, they're able to contact you by email that you just provided or yes. by calling you as well. And, and your extension is 383? That's right. So people can call 1-888-668-7722 and then extension 383 and touch base with you. That's right. Okay. And um, is there a fee for these shelters? There is. Um, we ask for a donation of $15 per shelter. Okay. Um, and that's to cover the cost of the materials of building them. I, I would say, and listen, uh, I know I'm maybe not impartial, but having seen all of the materials spread out in the room when these were being built, I would say $15 for, for one of these. And it's 
in its finished state that's where right. you guys have done all the work with yeah. it. I think that's a great deal. So I hope people will consider that. Um, and who should our listeners contact if they would like to learn more about this program? I'm assuming it's all you, Mary. It's all me. All I'm right, all so about the feral cats. Email address mpekarski at ospca.on.ca or extension 383 if they give us a call. That's right? correct. Uh, thank you for joining us again, Mary. We'll talk to you again, okay? My pleasure. Absolutely. And uh, to you, the listeners of Animals Voice Podcast, we hope you will stick around because we have another exciting episode of Meet the Staff coming up. Hi, this is Dave Salmoni from Animal Planet. You're listening to Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to be nice to your animals. Joining me right now for my new favorite segment is Carol May McQuillan. How are you, Carol? I'm very well, thank you. Thank you for joining me. Thanks for inviting you, me. You're truly one of my favorite people that I work with here. So uh, oh, we're, we're kind of grinning at each other because this is so silly uh, that we have a microphone. Because usually we're teasing one another, right? That's correct. We, we in these segments, like to meet the people that make this place tick. And, you know, people think of the Ontario SPCA. They think of the shelters. They think of investigations work. There's a whole lot of infrastructure that props up all of that work, and you're a part of that. So I want you to first tell us, um, how did you land at the Ontario SPCA? Okay, well, with my experience in volunteer management, um, there was a position that came up about seven years ago, and it was to create and develop the program here at the OSPCA. So you land in this role seven years ago. Was there no volunteer engagement or program in structure before that? Uh, was it all kind of made up as we went along? Or, like, tell me about how you put that into place. So there was a sort of, I guess you'd call it a loose program. Okay. So we were utilizing volunteers in every branch. It's just that it was in a consistent way. So my job was to bring a standardized program in. So your experience at the Berry branch should be the same experience in the Midland branch. And then to kind of share resources. So maybe volunteers are doing a certain role in a branch, and maybe the other branch didn't know that you can actually have volunteers perform that role. So then it was kind of sharing resources as well. Okay. Now, I always tell donors as I'm talking to them about our organization, the incredibly important role that volunteers play. So I'm not just praising you because you're here. I say that when you're not here too, Carol. Thank you. Uh, you know, dog walking, mm-hmm. um, you know, helping clean and sterilize. Can you go over for our listeners just some of the tasks that we count on volunteers at this organization for? Right. Well, I might as well bring up dog walking yeah. because we also have your dog in the background talking about it as well. <laughs> so, here. so with dog walking, that's probably our the role that most volunteers perform. I would say 45% of our volunteers dog walk. And we have um, probably on an average 280 volunteers that walk dogs a week across the province. And in a month, they would walk over 21,000 dogs for a 20-minute walk. So it's a pretty huge program without that. So just take away that one role. You can imagine what the OSPCA would look like. So engaging volunteers into our everyday program is vital. Um, Cats are even more than that because, you know, we can clean cats. We have a lot of cats here and a lot of people also, you know, enjoy the company of a cat, myself included. So we have a lot of cat um, cat cuddlers and cat groomers and those kind of things. You know, there's people freaking out listening right now that there is a role to 
cuddle just cats. Cuddle cats. That's, that's awesome. That's the whole role. <laughs> and it's vital. Like, people think, oh, that's an easy role. Oh, I can just come in and do that. But what that does for cats is it gives them that calmness and that um, people contact. And what that does then is reduce stress, which reduces illness. So while we kind of make fun of, oh, I get to come in and hug and play with cats, it's exactly what you do and it's exactly what you should be doing. It's, it's important. Really important. It's important and yeah. beneficial to the animals, Absolutely. right? Yeah. Uh, so that's talking about some of the work in the shelters, mm-hmm. you know, one-on-one mm-hmm. or, or one-by-one. You've also organized some pretty cool uh, entire days for, I'm thinking of SAP, our friends over at SAP and uh, American Express. I mean, t- talk a little bit about the importance of community engagement mm-hmm. and those days that you've, uh, you know, created from scratch. Right. So I've been lucky in my role that as my as the program has evolved, we've also been able to attract some really large, um, great companies to partner with to have what they call employee-supported days. So that's where the organization that they work for gives them some time off to come in and volunteer. So they come to us. So we've kind of designed now a program where we try to incorporate a little bit of obviously fun animal touching and, and hanging out with the animals, but we also do some education education as well so we make sure we always have a component for education and it's always something that needs to be done around the branch that we can't get done on a regular basis so painting for example we were able to paint our spay neuter clinic on a weekend on a Saturday so it worked out great for the volunteers because they can come in and help we can clean out the whole place we're not interrupting any services and we got it painted and it looks great and now the perception when you walk in it's a nice place for staff volunteers and the clients to come into. Mm-hmm. So my favorite program, which I also have to talk about, is the cat shelter building. So this year was the first time we've ever built feral cat shelters. So these are, like, I guess, lack of a better word, Tupperware, that um, we fill with straw and th- those kind of things, and we leave them out in the community. So volunteers got to actually build a home for a homeless cat. It was a totally fun event. This yeah. will be our third one coming up this <clears throat> Saturday, which we're pretty excited about. Oh, and excellent. it's so needed. And this is helping now other organizations organization so we can use our volunteers to make a greater impact in the community by supporting some of our local cat shelter you know um, organizations that maybe don't have the access like we do excellent well nice meeting you carol and chatting with you about your role if anyone listening wants to get involved how can they so the best way is to go onto our website they can go into their local branch and on there we have an online application form and they just simply fill it in send it to us and then we contact them if we can use them carol May McQuillan, thank you so much for joining us on Animals Voice. We'll uh, chat with you again sometime soon, okay? Thank you. It's a pleasure. We want you to join us for the next Animals Voice podcast as our friends from Royal Canaan join us to discuss pet nutrition, frequently asked questions. I'm sure you've got some of those. So uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening and for uh, always supporting us through social media. If you have show ideas, we certainly hope that you will send them along. You can find me on Twitter at KevTheGrad or email me at kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animals Voice.